0: Welcome to Energizing Life with AKR Fitness. I'm your host, Jace. I've got Lindsay here. Hello. And Michael. Hello. Ooh, Sunday name. <laughs> How are we feeling?
1: Feeling good. Ready good. to take on self-sabotage.
0: Nice. Ooh, oh, straight into it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, i nah warming up. <laughs> Stealing your lines. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's,
0: that's it. So, go on. <laughs> How's your work?
1: Uh, no, no. Please, host, take it back.
0: All right. So, we are talking about self-sabotage today. Uh, what it is, what it means to self-sabotage, and we're going to give you some hopefully helpful tips to reframe it. Mike, you mentioned in the last episode that many people have identified as, self, identified as self-sabotage, <laughs> as, have identified self-sabotage as <laughs> their biggest problem in fitness. Can you dive into that a little bit more for me? Yeah, well, it, we put out some surveys and, and it came back
2: as a common answer self-sabotage so I'm I'm curious and with some of our members I did sort of dive in a little bit more and I just wanted to have a conversation around like okay well so what is self-sabotage what does it look like feel like what does it mean is it a real thing or is it something else I think often in you know having been down these paths of, of like the self-help gurus and things like that I think sometimes it's it's an identity people can give to themselves mm-hmm. that isn't always that helpful, yeah. and sometimes it's it's maybe something else, so i th- I felt there would be value in, in chatting through some yeah. of that
1: I think it's like the thought process behind it is, is an action that maybe actively or passively the person does that prevents them from achieving their goal or you know anything in life
0: yeah it's. So, on, on the run-up to this to the season, I, I knew we were going to be talking about self-sabotage, so I did a little bit of research, and, well, I tried to do a little bit of research, so I'm just going to refer to notes. Prepared earlier. <laughs> so, the first thing I wrote down was it's a bit of a mysterious term, like, if, oh, wait, I wish I could know why I'm doing this, or I wish I could just figure out this, this part, or I wish I would stop doing that. So, there's a bit of mysteri- mis- mystery, myth. Mis- mystery? He's struggling <laughs> bit, here. I can't say mystery. <laughs> oh, there it is. A bit of mystery around it, and I couldn't find any clinical definitions. They don't, they don't call it functional in the, in the psychology world, I guess it is. So I thought I'd give a, a bash at defining self-sabotage. It's someone acting against their best interests, and they see that. They've made a decision or some type of goal, and through their own behaviour, either knowingly or unknowingly, undermine their progress consistently. I think the consistently part is key to that.
2: And I would say I can definitely relate to that stuff. So I'm not saying self-sabotage isn't a thing, Mm -hmm. but I think the label might not be helpful. Yeah. And so we can talk about some other things that it might be. But yeah, certainly I've shared in previous episodes, I've had a history of binge eating, which is
0: an ultimate way of feeling like you're Mm self-sabotaging. I think just to put everyone at ease, Everybody self-sabotages, I'll use that in air quotes for now, <laughs> but everybody does it. Everyone has goals and everyone puts uh, kind of shoots himself in the foot sometimes yeah. from, from time to time. So it's, it's, I think it's a natural part of being a human. So if you are listening to this and you feel, oh, I do it all the time, hang fire, we've got some gold coming for you. <laughs> the, have you had any experiences? Can you think of anything on top of your head,
1: Lindsay? I think I, I, it's funny because obviously we knew this was coming up and I, I sat with my own thoughts on it and I... I was racking my brains and I was like, you know what? I think I'm more of a realist on it in terms of it does happen. You, for me, I think if you're prepared and you're clear on what you're doing and it aligns with your values, then you'll probably achieve what you want to. But in saying that, I'm very much on the YOLO kind of uh, mode sometimes. Like you only live once. which then lead me to think okay so at what point are the consequences when do they outweigh the reward of when you self sabotage if yeah. you like have so you, i'm a bit sticky on it
0: have you always been like that or was there a, did you did you learn that or have you just always been
1: i think i've always looked at it like that yeah yeah
0: it's an
2: interesting point yeah. the person who so you guys know i'm i'm I lean towards being quite future-oriented. Lindsay leans a bit more to being present-centred. Present so the more present you are, probably the less likely it's going to feel like self-sabotage because it was exactly what you wanted to do anyway. Mm-hmm. Whereas the future person was like, actually, I'm trying to go here and, ah, oh, today I did this. But I think we're probably trampling on some of the,
0: yeah.
2: some of the points we've got yeah. to come. So.
0: so we'll get into the points then. Yeah, let's do it. All right, so we've got 10... 10 tips or 10, 10 ways of reframing self-sabotage. Yeah. Number one, is it what you really want? Mike, do you want to give us a bit, yeah, bit more on that? First of all, that's
2: kind of what we're, we're touching on there. It, are you really self-sabotaging yourself or is it actually what you really wanted to do? Yeah. So that's, that's one way. Yeah. Another way to consider that is it might feel like self-sabotage, but you wouldn't do it if it didn't serve you in some way. So again, when I was, when I was struggling with binge eating and trying to learn my way out of that, one thing that I'd come across was, was to consider, okay, how is, how is that serving you? So in, in that example, maybe it's, maybe it's a release, maybe it's soothing emotions, maybe it's making up for a lack of calories and, and yeah. a, a, you know, a restricted diet. So it's the, the behavior that you didn't want is serving you in some way yeah. and it actually might be what, what you want um, and another one another example where it can serve you is one of our members when we followed up with them identified this moment of self-sabotage that actually as a turning point for them because it helped them realise what they what they did and didn't want it gave them more clarity it's a difference
0: between thinking you know what you want and knowing what you want mm. and that's for, for me that was a massive turning point when I in any self-sabotage is do I what, what do I actually want? Or do I just think that's what I want? But also, is it what someone else wants for you? Is it your goal or is it not your goal? Mm-hmm. Is it for societal reasons or parent values or is it what you want? Is, is a massive, massive question.
1: Searching for your why before you do it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think that one of the important
2: steps for for this one is asking how is this behavior serving me assuming that the, the behavior that, that is deemed sabotage yeah. is, is a behavior that at some level you don't want so the question is well how is this serving me what am i getting
0: from this yeah. behavior mm-hmm. yeah so like you're saying if you are self-sabotaging you're doing it for a reason you you gain something from that you you gain yeah, a yeah find out what that is yeah find out <laughs> what that yeah. is and try and try, try and get it from a different source Otherwise, you're just going to keep going back to that way. Or accept that you want that thing. You yeah. might not have recognised how oh, yeah. much...
1: That's what I was touching on with, like, what outweighs the reward in the moment and the consequence after. Like, am I going to really enjoy myself on a night out with my friends but know that the next day I've got this thing to do, if you like? Like, what's, out- what's more important? Is the night out with my friends more important or is that self-sabotaging the day after?
2: And, it, and it's recognising the, the state of mind that you're in when you made the, the goal, so to speak. So you might have been in one place when you made this long-term goal to get in shape, and then this amazing night out gets presented mm-hmm. that you actually really want as well, but it feels like self-sabotage later when you're hungover, yeah. but you wanted it, yeah. you know? So it's it's, I think there's just a little bit of insight, a little that people can look for to saying like,
0: how is this thing serving mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for me, people tend to view self-sabotage as a subtraction issue. I need to get rid of X, Y, Z in order to get this. When really, I feel it's an addition issue. Well, what do I need to add to my life to get this need met in a more positive, healthy way, Mm -hmm. rather than the way that keeps shooting myself in the foot with.
2: So if if it was someone who was eating because they're really stressed all the time, you're gonna look for a A a different different way to, to manage the stress other than food.
0: Yeah, brilliant. All right, number two. Resistance. This one's, uh, Mike, you got a wee smile. Yeah,
2: well, this is just, it's a, a book I, I read years ago called The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. It's actually a book about writer's block, but it's applicable to all of this stuff. And it's just a simple way of reframing this sort of self sabotage where Pressfield says, anytime you're trying to move from a, a lower sphere to a higher sphere or in a positive direction, you're going to encounter this, yeah. this intangible resistance that's yeah. going to hold you back. And I think when you can just see it as the inevitable...
1: You could almost make it a, paint a picture of it as a villain.
2: Yeah, yeah. it's the inevitable force that's going to try and get in your way when you're, when you're trying to improve yourself. Because you know when you never self-sabotage? It's when you're trying to get worse. You never self-sabotage <laughs> when you're like, right, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to spend the whole day watching a box set and eating crisps you're not going to sabotage that plan for yourself no. because it's not, it's not that growth and development mm-hmm.
0: thing. Yeah. Another, another really good quote I love from that book is the, the higher the call to action, the higher the resistance. Mm-hmm. So the greater the goal, the more likely there's going to be
1: resistance yeah. met. Mm-hmm.
2: And there's so many things in the book, he said like resistance is stronger at the finish line, the finish line yeah. Well. yeah. Just when you're about to make it, oh, then you do it.
1: And we've heard that from some of our members mm. as well. Exactly, yeah. yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. So I think when you can reframe not as... I'm shooting myself in the foot, I'm sabotaging myself, just reframing ah, th- it. Kn- ah, I know what this is. This is just the <laughs> inevitable <they> resistance. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. the inevitable resistance that comes from personal, professional growth. And ooh, I'm almost at the finish line. I'm ready for you resistance. It's, so it's just that knowing sort of it's
1: coming yeah. and it will be there nine times out of 10 yeah. and being prepared for it yeah. will help you overcome that and get to the finish line. Yeah, or
0: just accepting that it's part of it's part uh-huh. of the journey. Yeah, after... What is it? After a peak, there's a cliff.
1: I mean, even in my workout this morning, I was on the bike and I was like, oh, God, I really, I could feel the resistance. And then the screen went off and I didn't want it to go off. And it was at that point, I was like, I just don't want to do it anymore.
2: It's a great example, though, because if you don't want to get fitter, there is zero physical resistance.
1: Yeah. Right. And
2: if you, and if you want to get fitter, well, you have to push yourself. Yeah. And, and it's like those it's,
1: moments where you're just like, and, and oh, away you go, resistance. The resistance is inevitable, <laughs>
0: yeah. Resistance, is that you? Is that you? <laughs> okay, moving on to number three, failed attempt. For, for me, this is having a goal and achieving and attaining that goal, is hard. Like, some people don't realise how hard it can be. And it might just be a case of, it didn't work for you the first time. And it's as simple as that, I feel.
2: Yeah, again, it's part of the journey. I think going back to what I said at the beginning about the sort of self-help gurus, we we humans have this narrative bias. Where we want to we want to make things mean something, and we want to fit it into a nice little story. So when something goes wrong, we want to explain it as oh, there's me sabotaging myself again, or yeah. something like that. Where actually, if you're improving, you know, if if I tried to learn a musical instrument today, of course. I'm not just going to... There's going to be setbacks and mistakes and things along the way.
1: Yeah. You need to be patient with it, definitely.
2: One, one example of mine, after I came back from travelling, I was just living with my dad and I was cycling into this gym uh, to coach each day. I remember being actually in a, in a good spot, you know, with my energy, my health, my fitness, my nutrition, and I'd written in my journal, you know, I'm, I've got a lot of momentum just now, I hope I don't slip. Oh. And, <laughs> and the next morning... <laughs> Why did you write that? <laughs> the thing is, that those words on a page have no influence physically in the universe, how that can work, you know? And anyway, the next morning I it was dark and I was riding my bike in and my, my little headlamp had, had swiveled down and it was facing the ground. So I foolishly took both hands off the handlebars, was riding along trying to fix this light, no-handed, in the and dark. I f- and I fell off my bike and I cracked my elbow. Um, and it would be so easy to tell a story of oh there you go Mike you idiot sabotaging yourself again the reality is I did something stupid and yeah. I fell off my back
1: yeah. no it, hands trying to a life inevitable yeah.
2: yeah it doesn't need to be this global way of viewing myself or stel- telling a story about myself I can say Geez, that that was stupid like let's learn from that were
1: you able to do that in that sort of moment were you able yeah, to see I it so. as a failed attempt and yeah. not like oh everything was going so well and now that's it
2: yeah, don't get me wrong, I, I did kind of look back and think, God, that's a bit weird that I'd written that in a <laughs> journal. But I don't believe, you know, the, the events didn't have to be linked. Mm-hmm. It's just our, in our nature to want yeah. to tell a story our and find meaning yeah. in it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what people do. And I think when, then, then when you start saying, oh, well, I sabotaged myself there, and, oh, do you remember when that happened uh, last year or you a few months for ago? It. You start looking for yeah. examples, and, and what yeah. you look for, you find. Yeah, what you give energy
0: to is yeah. Yeah, what you're going to focus on. Okay, number four. So coming to gratification, this is, this is it's the Ben and Jerry's theory, right? <laughs> Tell me more. Yeah. So you you have the whole tub. You can't have you can't like you can't have part of the tub. You have the whole tub, but you're gonna regret it there. And then it's the self sabotage of looking back, thinking I shouldn't have done that. Why did I eat that? You gave into it at that moment in time. Yeah, I think the, the
2: point in this one is just. Normalising it that we humans, you know, immediate gratification. We we take the path of least least resistance. Yeah. We 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 look for that gratification. So again, did you self-sabotage yourself, or was it just the fact that you did what felt right in the moment? Kind of
0: like what Lindsay mentioned earlier. Yeah, a lot a lot a lot of these will blend together. By the way, yeah, they
2: are they're they're, they're similar, but it's again, it's about the story you tell yourself about it. It's like humans naturally crave sugar, fat, and salty foods. And ice cream is the ultimate <laughs> sugar, fat, and salty food. Yeah, and, and it's really hard to say, it's really hard to say, I don't want this now because I want something that I perceive to be better later, right next month, next year. And that's, that's this, in, in the psychology, they call it future discounting. That is that something is worth less to us if it's in the future. Mm-hmm. So they do studies where they say, do you want you know, hundred pound now or hundred and ten pound next month? Yeah. And people just- Take the hundred pounds. Because it's, it's literally worth more if it's now mm-hmm. in, in our mind. And that's the same thing with this immediate gratification. And they've shown that we often view our future selves as a different person. Like they've done, done studies to show this and they, they call this future self continuity. And the, the, the closer your relationship with your future self is the closer the more you can recognise how your actions today impact the you of tomorrow or next year or ten years from now the better you're going to be at resisting the immediate gratification whereas the person who has a much um, bigger difference a bigger distance Mm -hmm. between their future and their current self and how they view their future self
1: for example I've got a wedding in December so what I'm eating right now won't really make a difference
2: because it's not you that's going to the yeah. wedding. It's, it's Lindsay of... It's December. X, X months <laughs> down. The, yeah. And, and that's... So it's how can you view... How can you do a favour for future you? You know? And I, I sometimes find these things where I'm, like, appreciating my past self. Do you know, like, you're, you're maybe looking for something, your passport or something. <laughs>
0: I've got I'm a brilliant
2: example for this. Well, you're, you're looking around and you think... I reckon I would have put that passport in this place, and you yep. go find it, and you're like, "Yeah, hey, well, well done, previous version of
0: me. You set me up to succeed there." You, yep. you know? I'll go. I'll go one reeler. It's when you put out a pint of water for coming home from the night out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's that's yeah. our, so. I've seen people who buy hangover food in, in advance. In advance. Yep. They, they're planning for the hungover self, mm-hmm. and it's such a great example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another one is when you make you agree to, you agree to do something. You know, six weeks from now, yeah, you agree to go to an event, <laughs> you accept an invitation, you take on some responsibility because it's easy to do it now because it's not you that has to deal with the mess. I've got it's, that going
1: on it, right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think
2: everybody's got that I'm going like, no, on.
1: It's getting and, closer.
2: And so, again, just like thinking about this self sabotage is one, you could try to improve the relationship or the connection between your present and your future selves. And the other one is just accepting that immediate gratification. It's always there it's it's hard to overcome sometimes
0: and that's that's powerful stuff that's so good moral licensing is number five mike tell us a little bit more about moral licensing
2: okay so that's when we separate things we, we give them moral labels good and bad so perfect example is food yeah we've, really yep, oh, we've got a list of yeah, we've got a list bad. of good food and a list of bad food and the research has shown that when we do something that we perceive to be good, it then makes it much easier for ourselves to justify doing something that's bad. So, dieters, I've been good all week, so I deserve this bad thing. In the studies, they gave students money. Actually, I think they, they asked students to pers- to imagine making a charitable donation, and then they, they gave them some money and go out and buy something for yourselves. And the the students that had imagined making the charitable donation. So they hadn't even done anything good. They just imagined doing something good. They then spent more money on themselves later on because they, because they deserved it. Yeah. So again, in terms of self-sabotage, we'd probably be well served to drop some of these moral labels mm-hmm. and stop describing that everything is good and bad. And then there's no, no licensing to be, to be done. Even. It gives you the
1: go ahead to then eat what you want, do what you want at the weekend, it, it, it's crazy but it, it happens all the time
0: even mixing it so uh, I had a workout this morning so I'm going to get that pizza it's yeah. just things like that uh, I've
2: been there I'll be. yeah. <laughs> but, but you see for me the workout isn't good and the pizza isn't bad yeah it's more just doing what feels good to me like if I want to have the pizza I have the pizza it's, if I want to have like if you, if you can if you can be morally neutral to all, towards all foods and, Switzerland and yeah and, and take the labels <laughs> off of them then there's no, there's no bad food. You have what yeah. you want to have.
0: Brilliant. All right, number six is a poor approach. Who wants to take so, that so one? So
2: this, one, this one's similar to moral licensing, or yeah. moral licensing could be an example of it. But it, it's, did you self-sabotage or was your approach just unsustainable? It was going to stop anyway. Yeah. So again, the, the, the person who eats 1,000 calories a day and trains like mad all week...
0: Is going to be really hungry and sore.
2: They're going to be hungry and tired, yeah. yeah. So was it self sabotage or did you just set yourself up for that?
0: Yeah.
1: You 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 hadn't planned out the map properly, have you? Yeah. No.
2: I think I've shared before like, like a story when I did my PT course in Spain. I was into this sort of paleo diet stuff and I was I was eating clean and training hard and when we when we got to the the graduation sort of ceremony there's a barbecue and I just ate and ate and ate and ate and this is the day before I flew home. And it'd be so easy just to say that's, oh, look, you worked hard for six weeks, you were about to go home and you self-sabotaged. Mm-hmm. Actually, the, the breaking point was inevitable because I was doing something stupid.
0: Yeah. I think another thing as well for this is putting yourself in the wrong environment or not allowing yourself to be in the right environment. An example might be, say you want to, you stop drinking. However, that's how you and your friends all socialize together. Then there's a lot more at risk now. So you're going to self sabotage. You've got the risk of losing your friends. Well, you need to be where they're at in order to, yep. to socialise with them. You've got friendships, uh, socialising, being a part of something, feeling valued, feeling loved. So you're putting a lot more at risk than it is just the DD is just stopping drinking. Yeah. So
1: that sounds like it's close to your heart, Jace.
0: I, I'm, uh, I'm not a big drinker. <laughs> I'm a recluse. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I, I think with the plan, so. That part, you know, we've said this This one of reframing is it's a poor approach from the outset. So the approach could be you've done something dramatic and unsustainable. It could be you've made a plan, but you've not planned for the environments, like you say, Jase. Yeah. It could be like you've made a goal, but you didn't actually make a plan, or you made a plan, but that didn't involve scheduling in what you were going to do. So again, was it
0: self-sabotage or was it just a crappy poor plan? Poor yeah. mm-hmm. It's the... Oh, I'll probably butcher this the Mike Tyson quote everyone has a plan until they get punched, punched in the, the face, <laughs> face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's brilliant
2: that one it's, it's, it's like you, you plan to eat healthy all the week but you didn't schedule to go to the supermarket so what do you do you, you go you order takeaways all week yeah. and you say oh, look I've self-sabotaged well, no you just didn't plan
0: very well that's yeah. all it was yeah. don't give yourself the label Procrastination is self sabotage for me for this as well, and that kind of poor approach. There, you, know, you want to spend more time with your friends and family, but you, you don't plan that in to your, your week or your day, and then it doesn't get done. And
1: that's you're, you're, you've not planned it clearly, you're not enough. setting yourself up for success mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. It's all
0: right, good. Number seven, a bump in the road. Is that a song? Sure, that was a song. Bump, bump, bump in the road. No, I may be making that up. Feel free to take us away with a wee <laughs> song if you want. This is Wonderwall by Oasis.
1: <laughs> go to. All
0: right, uh, bump in the road, Mike. Go for it.
1: Well,
2: so in behaviour change, there's a there's a path that you have to go along, and true behaviour change is often identity change. Yeah. You have to you you change how you see yourself, and we'll get into a bit, you know, later in this season, some identity related stuff, but. People often, like we have a little graphic that we give to members now where they join that's, that's showing this. People have seen these things online. It's, it's like what you, what you thought, and it's a straight line to mm-hmm. the, to the Success, finish line, yeah. to the goal, and then what it actually looks the like. Scribble. <laughs> and so what people do is, yeah, they come on this little rise, but inevitably there's a, there's a change curve, a change cycle that people have to go through that involves this dip and this downward place, where you, where you then have to sort of reconsider, to use your, your drinking example, people have to then begin to decide, okay, do I need to change a bit of my relationships here or what's most important to me here? Or, you know, there's a bit of soul searching and, a, and an identity crisis of sorts. Yeah. And so is it self-sabotage or is it just part of the journey, the, the dip and the cycle that you have to yeah. go through?
0: You also have to realize what are you say no to to say yes to something else. So there's going to be things that you'll have to minimise in your life. Again, I'll go back to that drinking one, if you want to stop drinking. I mean, as hard as this might sound, but you might need to get new friends if that's how your friends socialise. Or you need to find a different way of socialising with them and getting that valueness. Right? Or
2: you keep drinking and or decide that's drinking, more important. Yeah. That's more
0: important, yeah.
1: <laughs> you see it all the time with our members, that whole bump on the road. For the first 30 days, they're, they're riding high, they're enjoying it and then maybe gets to like between 30 and 60 days it's and they're starting to sort of plateau a little bit and you can see them maybe not coming in for as much sessions yeah. and then you get a hold of them and they are starting to have that identity crisis or oh I couldn't make it in because of this or and just letting them know that that's normal
2: yeah
1: and be like this is just life from now on you will have your ups your downs and it's about riding that wave yeah. and you know being on top of it and knowing that it's coming
2: i, I think that's the the point that we're maybe trying to to make with, with self, to make. self-sabotage is where I'm uncomfortable with it is labeling your, seeing yourself as broken in some way. And mm-hmm. I think when I was into this like holistic health and fitness stuff, there was all these things that ultimately I felt like was just a way of labeling myself as broken. And people are resilient and you know flexible and strong. And often, what can be seen as self sabotage is just a normal part of the journey. And you don't need to give yourself that label. You're not broken. You're going to have ups and downs and dips.
0: Let's carry on. I was going to try and do that, and I'll, I, don't, I'll, I can't say it. <laughs> abort. <laughs> abort. Moving on. <laughs> Number eight a values mismatch. Um, mate, you. This is. I love this one.
2: Yeah. So. Th- so this we've almost touched on this again some yeah. of these are, are blending into each other but when, you're, when your goals don't match your values so again to use that drinking example someone's goal is to you know lose weight get fit and healthy but what they value more than anything else is going out for dinner and drinks with their friends yeah. uh, another example their goal is to take a big adventure like Lindsay going travelling but they really value safety and security like these, these things are going to yeah. butt up mm-hmm. against each other. And, and so there's always going to be the turmoil. And I think part of the issue is that people don't often realise, so their goals and their values aren't at the level of consciousness. Yeah. So they're not, they're not clear and they, and they, don't, under, they don't see where, these, where the mm-hmm. incongruence is, where they're competing. They just, they just experience the,
0: I thought I wanted this, but now I'm doing this and, and it's all a mess. The, you, we, we spoke earlier in the week about this, and you had a really good analogy about wealth. Wealth, is it? Oh yes, yeah, yeah. Wealth building. Yeah, go for
2: it. Yeah, I forgot about that one. Um, so everybody says they want to, you know, be financially secure or or to build wealth. I say everybody, but you know, let's say most people would like that. If I asked, let's say I had a group of people and I said, "Who wants to be financially secure or wealthy?" <laughs> people would say yes, but actually, they don't value the wealth. What they what they value is Spending, yeah. so they want they they want the money to buy stuff. So that's a complete contradiction because if you want to w- build wealth, it's it's actually about saving and investing money. But people view that as like, what can I buy? Yeah, you know. So if you, you say you value wealth, but you're buying a new pair of trainers every week, well, that's a, that's a bit of a mismatch. <laughs> Is
0: Lindsay still looking at
1: me? <laughs> we have these conversations all the time with members about their values and it not matching with what their goals are. And it's almost like trying to find the balance of, okay, so how fast do you want this to, to make the change? Mm,
0: that's good.
1: How fast do you want to get to that goal? And can you strip away something that you enjoy for this period of time? Or are, you, are we changing the goal here? Mm.
2: Yeah. There's, there's another little example I can give that maybe some of the listeners will be able to relate to. Let's say it's, it's the mom of the house and she has for years... I hope this doesn't come across like as a gender stereotype or anything like that. But let's say the mom has for years been the been the food provider. She loves making home cooked meals and you know, the the kids' friends know that this mom makes the best chocolate brownies in the street and things like that. And her whole identity and values is wrapped up in being like the mom who cooks the best food and makes all the, mm-hmm. the nice things. And then she gets to the stage where she wants to, you know, lose weight and get fit. And that's going to involve changing her eating habits and changing her diet. How does that fit with this person's identity?
0: Mm.
2: You know, and, and there's, there's going to be some turmoil mm-hmm. there. And, sure. and I think that's, that's what it can come across as self-sabotage. But, okay, well, let's, can we reframe Figure it out it a way. Yeah. yeah.
0: The, I, th- I think I mentioned it a little bit earlier, but is it even your value? So yeah, you see this all the time in, in universities, people being forced into different courses or not forced but but by their parents like All right, i need you to be an architect like you're going to be an architect you're going to do this you're going to do that and then they get to uni and they spend their entire time partying and failing exams and I'm shocked that they didn't want to you know end up being an architect so is is it, is it your value or are you trying to live through someone else because people people love telling you what you should do like yeah. people, and i'm so stubborn with this i think i have like i've such a a reaction to you need to do this and then I revert. and like, I don't yeah. need to do anything. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm the same. <laughs> In fact,
0: I'm not doing it now. <laughs> and, and what you're saying, I think, is some people aren't that
2: conscious of it. Yeah. So they go off to their uni. They're a bright kid. They were great at school. But All of a sudden, they're failing all these exams or they're turning up late or they're apparently sabotaging themselves. Yeah. Just they just did not realise it. it was not for them. It, mm-hmm. it wasn't
0: the right... Their goal didn't match their values. Yeah. Okay. Moving on, we've got number nine. This is the fear of success. Now, this sounds ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> This one's like again
2: it, it's it's the one that's most into that sort of self help guru realm, but I do think there's I do think there's some I do think it's relevant to an extent. So that's that's maybe the person who again it might not be conscious, but they at some level they're scared of what they lose if, if they do this. So the person who is let's say they're really big and overweight they've maybe got a sense of physical security, or maybe they're, you know, they play a role in their group of friends, or in their family, maybe all their family are overweight. And if they change, at some level, yeah, there's something, you. they're not, they don't have that physical presence mm. anymore, maybe, or they're, they're no longer can play the same role, or their family starts saying, no, no, you don't want to lose too much weight, you know, you know they're, they're losing, they're you losing get, something. You don't
0: want to get too muscly, you don't want to get too big. No. How big is too big? <laughs>
2: I'm there's, there's, That's a great example. Yeah. There's there's another example. Like I've I've um, I was I was on this gym owner sort of mastermind group, and this American, you know, quite stereotypical in, in many ways in terms of like being ruthless in business and you know making money and things, and and he's like, you Scottish and Irish guys are the worst, you know, because you you don't believe you're you deserve to make any money out of this, you know, forgive the accent, <laughs> just came through a little bit.
1: I was want more of it there. You know,
0: because... You <laughs> do the rest of the podcast in that.
2: Because <laughs> your friends, your friends all of a sudden are calling you Billy Big Time or yeah. things like that. Yeah, so yeah. there's there's a level where the person, again, maybe not consciously, but subconsciously might feel like they're going to be ostracized from their, their peer group mm-hmm. or from their family or something. And they don't... Or who are they to... Who are they to achieve this this thing? And I think they're... Yeah, again, it's, 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 it's a step towards the guru's path, but I, I think they're... There might be something there for people.
0: Do you think you could flip it and also have the fear of failure? So I sabotage because I think I'm gonna fail at it anyway. Oh yeah. So you're not
1: even gonna start. Yeah, I'm
0: not even gonna start.
2: Yeah, well that's again, go back to the kid at uni who doesn't bother doesn't bother revising for the exams.
0: Because he doesn't want it anyway.
2: Because yeah, Scared of failing, but if they fail but haven't even tried, they yeah. can say, I didn't well, even try, yeah, I didn't yeah. even try, uh, yeah, uh-huh. you know. So, that's so is that self sabotage, or it's you know, it it is like people could view it that way. Oh, you, you didn't even try for that exam,
1: I knew I was going to fail anyway,
2: but but that was the yeah, that was the reason. So, yeah, I think there's something there for people,
0: absolutely. Uh, this up, up, this this nine. Nine tips of ways of reframing. So far, they've just been super powerful. And mm-hmm. like I said, I was ex- I'm excited for these episodes. Okay, last one is willpower. <laughs> Mike, you've got a few thoughts on yeah, willpower? Yeah,
2: th- this one's a little bit similar to was it a poor approach? Was it moral licensing? Things like that. But if you are just trying to white-knuckle your way through things, through sheer guts and <laughs> willpower.
0: What a phrase,
2: white-knuckle. <laughs> <laughs> you're just clinging on there. <laughs> just guts and instinct getting you through
1: <laughs> for so long
2: then again inevitably it's going to come to a crash it's going to come to a crash and is it self-sabotage or was it you know again not a great approach I, I often I like to think of Buckaroo and it's maybe an old school reference but that, that old game where
1: what a game was it
2: a
0: donkey yeah, I don't know if I've it? ever actually played but I all of a so sudden so I,
1: oh and it's off
0: I all of a sudden feel like the guys on Radio 1 and say who <laughs> I was more of a carplunk compl- player oh than my a Buckaroo player. Amazing <laughs> uh, operation for me. Operation.
2: <sighs> All right. How could he? This... Anyway, I just took a turn. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: With Buckaroo as I understand it, you're you're laying on more and more things onto this this donkey, and sooner or later, it kicks. Yeah. And it's game over. And I and I think that's particularly as we've spoken about on previous shows, particularly in health and fitness. I think that's a path that people go down. It's just more and more and more. And we can talk about work and life stress as mm-hmm. well but sooner or later, so you know, the donkey inevitable. kicks. Yeah. Yeah. You see, you see was it t- sabotage or was it just too much? Yeah. You, didn't, you didn't take rest, you didn't recover, you didn't
0: manage your, your well, schedule. Well,
1: it's all of the above points, probably. Yeah.
0: You see it all the time in nutrition coaching where, you know, people are willing to suffer and deprive themselves for so long. But when you no longer want to suffer and deprive yourself, that's it, game over. <laughs> and, and, and again, so the person that does
2: that repeatedly they might be kicking themselves and saying, oh, I was making such great progress. Why am I always sabotaging my efforts? Like if I just kept this going for another couple of weeks, you know, right before they were going to go on holiday or the wedding or whatever it was. It's like, well, you're not broken. It wasn't self-sabotage. Your approach relied too heavily on willpower or it was
0: too extreme or too, you know. Mm-hmm. Do you have any tips on reframing it now? Um,
2: I think... I think there's just a warning sign of if, you're, if you feel like, again, you're white-knuckling through things, if it feels overly effortful all the time, and that's not to say you won't have to expend some effort, but let's say you hate your workout every day, and just getting yourself to the front door of the gym is a is a battle, and when you go in, you can't wait till late. Like, it's a matter of time. Yeah. You should probably come to AKR. We'll <laughs> you about. should probably come to AKR <laughs> if that's the case, yeah. Or... Running is always a good example. Oh yeah. You know, people think they need to run; they don't even like running. No. Yeah. Now, no. if you love running, fine. But if if you don't like running and you're dragging yourself out, there's only so long you're going to do it. Go, go do something else. Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: It's, I think that's the thing.
0: Yeah. All right.
2: So with 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 willpower, there there was this idea before about you know willpower fatigue, and the research was suggesting
0: that it was finite a finite resource, right?
2: Yeah, it's a finite resource. There's a limiting factor. Um, and I think when they try, as I understand it, there was this, they call it a replication crisis in the, in the psychology where they tried to repeat a lot of this original studies and they, they couldn't get the same findings. So there's some doubt of whether that willpower fatigue is a real thing. However, what they are suggesting now is it, it's just potentially a need to ref to shift attention and to refocus on something else. Yeah. So that's why, you know, we spoke before about the bus bench and the park bench approach mm-hmm. to fitness. This is why our bus bench approach is short. It's like six or eight weeks because the longer you go on, the more likely you're gonna fall off track. You need to you need to shift, shift focus.
1: Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. Lindsay, you got anything to add to I f- think that was spot on, Mike. Yeah.
0: Uh, this again, for me I'm super excited for this episode. And I think it's got some super powerful stuff that can change your life drastically if you take it on board. Folks, that's a wrap up there. Recap. recap. Should we recap them? Recap, ready? <laughs> you remember the 10? <laughs> Lindsay, do you remember the 10? Uh, yeah, I <laughs> do. No, I've got
1: one or two. All
0: right. Number one was, what do you really want? Number two, Mike.
2: Oh, I didn't know you were going to ask me. Was that, <laughs> that was resistance, resistance. Like the, the War of Art book. Yeah. Is it is it sabotage or is it, just the resistance you're feeling
0: yeah and then we've got the failed attempt failed
1: attempt, attempt. yeah
0: so coming to immediate gratification I almost fumbled <laughs> that one again moral licensing that, that was a good one is it good is it bad let's get rid of those labels poor approach set yourself up for success you've got the bump in the road let's get ready for uh, being punched in the face as Mike Tyson says
1: <laughs> and life
0: and life <laughs> and life the values mismatch Fear of success, and then finally we just spoke there about willpower. Anything to add to any of these? Anything you want to let the listeners know or the viewers?
2: No, I think I think we're good. I think yeah. the risk of repeating myself, like yes, I think the experience of self-sabotage is is a thing, is, the, is a thing, and mm-hmm. it's there for everybody. But I'm wary of just. Putting labels on yourself—that's not going to help yourself. So let's let's look at the ten and think: Can I reframe this experience? Is it rather than a, a global thing and some a, a reason I can say that I'm broken? Is it just something else that I can I can
0: resolve, I can work on, I can practice, I can yeah. get better at,
1: and be aware that it's always there. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's, often, it's and it's often really straightforward. It's just hard finding that thing that that it's causing you. Folks, if you have got anything out of this episode, we would appreciate if you take a screenshot of your phone, pop it up on (laughs) social medias with the hashtag energizing life podcast, save it, share it, send it to a friend that could help. We'd be massively, massively grateful. I think this episode has got so many powerful points in it. So thank you both for for your thoughts and your feelings. Uh, For anything else folks, head to our website, it's akrfitness.com and I guess we'll see you in the next one.
1: (laughs) Thank you.